Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike Milner, and today I am going to talk about neurotype training. I know, big surprise, but uh, we just released a neurotype training program for all five types. Uh, it's a 12-week program. If you want to you know, jump in and figure out your neurotype and train based off of your personality, it really will change the game for you. So we have that available now. Um, I'm going to put the link in the show notes so you guys can take a look. Um, also, if you go to my Instagram page at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner, click the link in my bio. If you don't know your neurotype, there's a free assessment that you can take. Um, go to that link from my IG profile and get a free assessment. This will really change the game for you, and I'm going to talk about why. So this episode is going to be all about neurotype training, why it matters. Um, first and foremost, when we talk about the best training program for you, it comes down to what do you enjoy doing? What can you do consistently? What can you adhere to? That's the name of the game. And honestly, that's the name of the game when it comes to nutrition as well. Uh, you know, there are so many different protocols out there when it comes to uh, diet, training. You know, it's really about consistency and adherence and sustainability. So that means what is effortless for you to adhere to? What is more fun when it comes to training? Uh, what do you enjoy doing? Uh, what makes sense within the context of your life? So we could sit here and argue about you know intermittent fasting and keto and paleo and vegan and everything else under the sun. It doesn't matter if it doesn't fit within the context of your life. If you have to overhaul everything in your life to make it work, it will not be sustainable. You may get a short-term result, but it will not last. And that goes for training as well. You know, the best training program ever written done at 50% consistency will not be as effective as a shitty program done with 100% consistency and effort. You know, it really is a matter of finding what works best for you, what feels best for you, what do you enjoy doing. So rather than arguing over different modalities about whether, you know, how much cardio to do and uh, you know, is CrossFit better than Orange Theory and all this other stuff? Like, you have to think about it within the context of your life. So the answer, as always, is it depends because it depends on you. Now, with neurotype training, we just try to make that a little bit easier to figure out. By knowing your personality, that gives us insight and clues into the training style that's going to feel the best for you. That's going to kind of naturally motivate you to train more. It's going to be more fun during each session. The reason is that we know your personality. So we kind of can look at your neurotransmitter balance and understand what's going to make you feel your best, what's going to help you recover. Uh, you know, the key to training is going in there with 100% effort and intensity, uh, being focused through your session, enjoying the session, you know, you don't want to, I mean, there's times, look, when we have to just bite the bullet and get shit done, like we're not always going to feel like ready to beast mode at the gym and, and we really shouldn't. But uh, for the most part, if you are looking forward to your training and you're enjoying it and you're recovering well, it's going to be effective. And that's really what neurotyping, uh, you know, accomplishes. It's taking your nature the way that you're wired, and it's fitting a training program to match that kind of brain chemistry. 
you know, it's interesting because when we talk about, you know, training and its impacts on hormones, uh, that's typically better understood. Like if, you know, we have this conversation about how, you know, training increases cortisol and cortisol is our stress hormone. And then after training, we want to increase insulin because we want to shuttle nutrients into the cells, uh, you know, into our muscles and we want to shut off the cortisol response. That's typically pretty well understood. But then when we shift gears and we talk about training based off of neurotransmitter balance, uh, it seems that it's a little bit more confusing and, you know, a lot of people don't kind of grasp that concept as much as they do with hormones. Now, they go hand in hand. So that's what we have to understand, that any hormonal process has to include neurotransmitters. Literally every process in our body has to include neurotransmitters. So they're super important and they control things like our mood. So like our motivation, our response to stress. Even things like our muscle contractions and blood flow and the pump that we get from training, uh, our mindset, all that stuff is controlled by neurotransmitters. They literally control everything. So what we do with neurotype training is we figure out what your dominant profile is. And there are five types. I highly recommend that everybody go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes or you know read some of the articles I've written uh, on neurotyping so you can kind of grasp um, the five different profiles. I'm not going to go into the specifics about each one, but um, you know, if you're brand new to neurotyping, I highly recommend you just go back and listen um, to get that the foundational information, um, so you kind of know what I'm talking about here. But basically, you know, once you know your neurotype, we have insight into your neurotransmitter dominance and balance. Now, the reason that that's so important is some people are neurologically driven are type 1s, neurologically driven. What that means is that they're going to be potentiated more by higher intensity. So basically things that will uh, wake up the central nervous system. You know, we're talking about higher intensity. We're talking about uh, more weight on the bar, more explosiveness. Um, you know, basically lower reps, heavier weight, getting stronger, uh, you know, getting more explosive, and that's going to potentiate a type one and motivate them to train. Now with their neurotransmitter balance, having dopamine sensitivity and higher levels of serotonin or GABA, which are the neurotransmitters that calm us down, they can do more frequency. So type ones, type one A and type one B, they can do more frequency when it comes to neurological work. Now think about, you know, compound movements that require more muscles, um, like a deadlift, a bench press, overhead press, uh, you know, think about high intensity as far as uh, you're close to your one rep max, uh, you know, heavier weight, lower reps. They can recover better from that kind of work because they have dopamine sensitivity, uh, because they have higher levels of GABA and serotonin and or serotonin. Uh, with our type 1Bs, they have high levels of acetylcholine, which means that they do a little bit better with more variety um, and more like supersets because uh, acetylcholine will help with motor learning, skill transfer, uh, you know, ability to multitask, that sort of thing. Uh, so with a type 1B, we definitely don't want them sitting still for too long. Um, but the main concept to understand is that certain neurotypes will be 
more motivated and do better with neurological work. And there are other neurotypes that are more muscularly driven. Now, if you talk about purely muscular, like isolation exercises, typical bodybuilding, you know, pump work, um, that's going to be more of your type 2B. They don't do well with neurological work. Now, we can program accordingly where that doesn't mean we're going to eliminate all compound movements. So that doesn't mean that a type 2B should never deadlift. It just means that we have to be smart about the way we program them in. So lighter weights, higher reps, you know, focusing more on the mind-muscle connection. We want them to feel their muscles working. Type 2Bs are potentiated by feel and emotion. So, uh, you know, more isolation work, um, you know, activating the muscle groups that you're going to be working in that session. And then, like I said, more muscular, higher reps, lower weight, uh, focusing on that pump. Um, and you have type 2As, which is my neurotype, where we're kind of a split between neurological and muscular. So we can do a little bit of both. But we also need that variation. Type 2As thrive on variety. Uh, you know, if you think about if you're somebody who's never been able to stick to one program and you keep program hopping and jumping to the next thing and kind of get that shiny new object object syndrome, uh, which was totally me, that is very indicative that you're a type 2A. That's kind of our MO. We like to, you know, jump around to different things, try different things, but there is a way to program that in intelligently where we can keep variation, but also keep progress in the mix. So, um, you know, kind of built in progressions, but also variety when it comes to intensity methods, exercise selection, and then keeping an equal balance of neurological work and muscular work. Then you have type threes who are actually who are more structural. So they like to have things planned out well in advance, almost like linear progression. Uh, if you think about like a Wendler 531, that is a great program for a type three. Uh, they want to feel in total control. They want to master their movements. They want to um, know what's coming well in advance. For a type three, they have high levels of, they are tend to be overproducers of cortisol, and they have low levels of serotonin, which means that anything that's kind of unexpected, or if we throw, they're, they're more anxious. So if you throw something at them last minute, um, that's not going to go over very well. That's going to stress them out and actually could potentially cause injury. So with a type three, we have to have a very well thought out uh, progression model built in, more of like a linear progression, uh, very structural, very technical, uh, you know, mastering their form and knowing exactly what's coming well in advance. So with the neurotype programs that we have available, um, everything is programmed with the intent of making the workouts fun for your personality type. Uh, you know, increasing that motivation to train. The other cool thing about matching your training to your personality profile is the recovery factor. So if you think about what happens when you train, you get a cortisol response. Um, remember that cortisol's main function is to mobilize stored energy. I know we always think about it as the stress hormone, and it will be elevated in times of stress. It's actually the readiness hormone. It, it just mobilizes stored energy to allow you to tackle what you're doing. Um, so that can be, you know, anything, any, basically anytime your body requires energy, um, cortisol's job is to 
mobilize that energy, pull it into the bloodstream and, and uh, allow your body to use it. So uh, it's a necessary thing when it comes to training. Now, we have to be careful because chronically elevated cortisol, when cortisol is elevated for too long, then there is a whole number of issues that can arise because of that. Um, it, can, it can ruin your physique. It can ruin basically all of the hard work that you're doing um, where you feel like you're constantly spinning your wheels and not seeing results, uh, you know, looking just flatter. Um, you know, a lot of stuff can go wrong if cortisol is not managed. So when you're training and you know that there's a cortisol response, if you're training against your nature, so if you're a type three, for example, and you are just doing something like CrossFit, um, or you're type three and you go in one day and the trainer says, you know what, we're going to do a brand new workout today. Here we go. And like, just throw something on you right on the spot. The cortisol response is going to be much higher and it's going to be elevated for longer. So when we train with our nature, when we train based off of our personality type, we're able to manage stress a lot better uh, because we're going with the way that our minds kind of work, with our brain chemistry. So the cortisol response is not going to be as high, and it's going to be easier to shut off. Now, if you think about this uh, you know, as a, from a specific example, like a type 1A who is dopamine dominant. So we want to potentiate them by utilizing a program that will increase dopamine and not increase adrenaline too much because adrenaline is made downstream from dopamine. If we overproduced adrenaline, it's going to take the raw materials away from dopamine and it will deplete it, which is the worst thing that you can do for a type 1A. So we program accordingly where we are doing more high intensity, you know, heavier weights, lower reps, longer rest periods, and keeping volume lower so that adrenaline does not stay elevated. So we don't want super short rest periods, which will keep adrenaline up. So we have longer rest periods. Uh, we don't need to do any sort of like crazy supersets or giant sets like that. But now we have the ability to recover more efficiently because we're working with the brain chemistry of a type 1A. Dopamine's being increased. We're not increasing adrenaline too much. And we know that they have high levels of GABA. So they're going to be able to shut off that CNS activation a lot quicker, which means we can program more frequency. So a type 1A can be in the gym six days a week, you know, five, six, seven days a week. I don't recommend seven unless you're, you know, an advanced lifter, but, you know, five, six days a week, keeping volume moderate to low, but always keeping that intensity higher, more neurological work. And now we're able to recover more effectively from each session. The same thing goes if you're talking about like a type 2B who would be more muscularly driven. They can handle a lot of frequency as long as it's the right kind of frequency. So we're talking about isolation, pump work, you know, um, we're not activating the CNS as much. We're really focusing on that mind-muscle connection, uh, feeling those muscles working. And we can still keep frequency high for a type 2B as long as it's the right kind of work. We are not, you know, basically killing. If we crash their CNS, they actually have low levels of GABA, so they won't be able to recover from that. So as you can see, with the right type of training and programming, we actually have the ability to expedite the recovery process. So, you know, for a type 2B, mostly muscular work, we are giving their CNS more of a break, 
and they're going to be able to recover from that a lot more efficiently and effectively, which means they're going to be able to get in the gym more often. And the type of training is going to be more motivating and more fun because they're working with their nature. They're doing kind of what they were born to do. Um, it, it's just, it's crazy. It kind of comes naturally. Sometimes you don't even realize it. Like, um, oftentimes we think that, you know, that workout hangover feeling, and then you, you skip a day because you feel like shit. You think that it's because of external factors and sometimes it can be, but oftentimes it's just because you're training against your nature and that stress response is too much to recover from. So you've either depleted, you know, a neurotransmitter like dopamine or you've gone against your nature and cortisol has been too high. So you end up just feeling like shit and you, you, your mood is off and you don't understand why you have no motivation, why you're feeling lethargic, um, run down. And, and, you know, it comes back to working with your physiology and your psychology. Um, oftentimes we think about it just from, you know, physiology, but we don't think about the way that our kind of brains are wired. So, um, it's, you know, it's pretty fascinating stuff. If you just kind of start to train that way, like I said, it happens naturally where you you begin to enjoy it more. You realize, you know, this is kind of makes sense uh, based off of the way that, you know, your personality is, um, the training that you've kind of gravitated towards. If you've done something that you really enjoy, like somebody who has done CrossFit for a while and they really like it, you know, you're probably a type 1B or a type 2A. Uh, somebody who is more of an endurance runner or endurance athlete, probably a type three. Um, hopefully you've kind of found uh, what you enjoy doing because like I said in the beginning, that's going to be the most important thing. Neurotyping is just a way to kind of find that for you and make it you know, a really efficient and effective process for getting you results by training with your nature. Um, but hopefully you, know, you kind of understand that consistency and adherence are the two most important things. Uh, when it comes to your training and also when it comes to new, your nutrition. But if you guys are interested, uh, the training programs are available now. You can get a free assessment and figure out what your dominant profile is. It's cool because we'll score all of your neurotypes. So you'll see what your dominant profile is, what your secondary profile is, and how you score with all of the five neurotypes. So check that out. I'm going to post it in the show notes. Um, also, you can go on Instagram and Click the link in my bio. Uh, please, guys, give me a five-star rating and review, if you don't mind, on iTunes. That is the only way I know of to help the show continue to grow. And if you like this episode, if you have any questions about neurotyping, shoot me a DM. Let me know. Um, you know, Screenshot this. Post it on your stories. Tag me at Coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And I will talk to you guys next time.